Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hello and welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple, the podcast that's all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I'm your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined as always by Dan the Bookworm Kruger. Hello. What's up? All right, listeners, we got something very special. We're doing something new. Good. A new segment. We're going to try. do new things. So here's what we're going to do. So Every week, we release a long-form episode on Tuesdays, and we release an under-10-minutes episode on Saturdays, and we started to introduce some some new alternative episodes mm-hmm. on Fridays, where uh, we just repurposed the audio from uh, a YouTube video that we released that week. Mm-hmm. But we've been thinking, we're like, you know what we really like talking about? We love books, we love self-education, and we love sharing what we've learned with the world. And I think a lot of our listeners also fall into that category of people who like to learn and to grow. So we're going to do something new. Here's our new segment. And uh, if you guys love it, then definitely go leave a review and let us know. We love this. If you hate it, definitely don't do it that. Um, we're going we're gonna to introduce a 10 to 15 minute episode every week where we just talk about a book, kind of like a book review. But we go a little bit more in depth into like, my top five takeaways and Dan's top five takeaways from that book. And we're going to try and curate these books so that they're books that you as an investor or an entrepreneur um, or just a high performer would find beneficial. Mm. What do you like think it. about all of that, Dan? It's like a book club. Oh, the Invictus I Multifamily Book Club. Book clubs. But I can never successfully weasel my way into one because it's really tough to find other people like book clubs. And they always fizzle. They fizzle. They fizzle. But I'm always the one with the wine. And the I food. promise we're not going to fizzle. We, we, we started a book club or a part of a book club at some point, like two years ago. And it lasted like exactly, it lasted exactly one meetup. It was super disappointing. I know. Anyway. So with, with all that preface, if you guys have books that you're interested in getting a review of, you haven't read it yet. You want to get our thoughts on it. um, Let us know. Uh, Shoot that over Anthony at InvictusMultifamily.com. Let me know what books you'd like to have reviewed. Otherwise we're just going to start tackling these one by one each week. And this week, because we talk about this guy so much, it seems appropriate that we kick off the book club with a book dedicated to all of his isms, mm. his naval isms, as people like to say. Yeah. This week's book is The Almanac of Naval Ravikant by Eric Jugensen. That's Am I saying this correctly? Am I pronouncing this correctly? That's very aggressive. It's either that or Eric Jorgensen. Oh, oh Jorgensen. Eric Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Uh, with the Ford by Tim Ferriss. This is a guide to wealth and happiness. What mm. I find interesting about this book is that Kevin Jorgensen stole my idea. I was actually in the process of writing this exact book. Yeah. And he took it from me. Um, what he did was he went and he looked at all of Naval Ravikant's podcasts, blog articles, content, 
podcasts that he's been on over the, over the years, speeches he's given, and he's compiled it all into this awesome guide to wealth and happiness, all of his Nivalisms. Yeah. He's probably going to need a, a volume two soon because they keep uh, getting so produced. More. But I think the biggest part of this is probably that tweet storm, um, yeah. which is how to get rich without getting lucky. And that was kind of the notorious kind of bulk of a lot of the content that uh, I think kind of all a lot of attention. It was basically, how many was it? Like 200 some? How many tweets were in that? Oh, it um, wasn't that many, but it, it was a lot. It was a lot, but the, um, it was just what was so interesting about it. And as we were talking about this book club, we're like, man, this book is going to be hard to distill because Naval goes out of his way to distill things no as simply left. as possible. So like, we're like, how do we distill it even more than Naval? gold. So we just got to pick like the shiniest pieces. That yeah. And for context, for if you guys don't know who Naval Ravikant is, he's the founder of AngelList, a big prolific tech startup entrepreneur, angel investor type guy. Um, but he's also kind of like a modern philosopher. It's weird how many people I bring him up to that don't already know about him. And they're the types of people that I thought would have known about. Yeah. It's, yeah. It surprises me because we, we consume so much of him and we think about, he, he's been very influential in the last like three years on how I view the world. Um, I just kind of assume everybody's had exposure to him, but we need to get involved t-shirts. That should um, help. Get that would exposure. help. Definitely. <laughs> it, but this is actually probably the, the most recommended or gifted book that oh, yeah. I've gifted in the last year. Um, I send this to people all the time cause I'm like, Hey, this is just a good primer for life. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a guide to wealth and happiness and those things. Wealth isn't just about money. Like money solves all your problems uh, or it solves all your money problems, not all your problems. Um, but the, the most, uh, important tweet, I think in that entire tweet storm of his about how to get rich without getting lucky is the very last one, which is once you've gotten rich, you'll realize that was never the goal in the first place. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, that's where happiness comes in. It's like, Oh yeah. How do these things tie together? Forgot about that. It's very, very metaphysical. Um, but let's let's get into it. Let's get into our top five or top ten takeaways. Yeah. You have five takeaways. I Did have five takeaways. Did we define the format for the people? Uh, I don't even if, know if I've defined it for myself yet. Yeah. Well, so we, we gave a summary. So we just sum summarized it. Now what we're going to do is Dan and I went into our separate corners and we, um, instead of like going through chapter by chapter or giving the outline the structure and saying like this is the book and like giving grades or anything. What we're doing is we're distilling it to the five most impactful takeaways that Dan had and the five most impactful takeaways that I had. We'll combine those together. And now we got 10 whole takeaways from one book. That's a lot of takeaways. That's a lot of takeaways. Nice so if one like. of these hits you in the special spot, then that's awesome. <laughs> if it doesn't, well, that's probably okay too. Good, <laughs> good for your special spot. So uh, do you want to, you want to kick it off? Yes. What's your, uh, what's your number one takeaway uh, in no particular order? Yeah, well, I tried to keep the the involved verbiage as close as possible, so I didn't like destroy it. But um, the first one I wrote down, it's not necessarily it, it is in the top one for me, but it's the first one I'm going to say for whatever reason is uh, wealth stacks up one chip at a time, not all at once. Um, and that just it's one of those things that it reinforces so much of what I already felt, but he was able to distill it into this perfect little kind of one liner, which is great. Which is what I think a lot of Naval's uh, content is useful for is these little kind of um, cards to keep in your brain where he's able to take a very complex and important topic and make it into like this little one-liner that kind of summarizes it all. And um, that one I think just aligns with the real estate thing and aligns with our investing philosophies. And it's, it's a good bumper sticker, bumper sticker to get, stick somewhere. I like that one. I don't even remember that honestly. Mm. Um, but it's a, it's a cool mental image because it's not about reaching and trying to stack 10 at a time then. It's like, okay, you're going to be stacking one yeah. at a time each and every single time. 
slowly uh, so, accumulating equity in yeah, businesses. The compounding and, interest. Yeah, and so the, just, the goal then becomes like, how do you accelerate the pace at which you can put individual chips down, but recognizing yeah. like you're never going to go just get a handful of chips and put them down on the table. So, yeah. So unless no you want overnight, no overnight riches, just start building streams of income and yeah, I like it. Building equity. That's a good one. That one's new to me. Um, and I've consumed a lot of involved, so that's surprising. Um, but that's the thing. It's like, there's so much here. Like there's so much content and it's so that's good. It's hard about this. Like, yeah. Distilling it's difficult. It's so great. So the, it's like, how do I pick the top? The number one um, Navalism that I've ever come across, and I use this in many, many aspects of my life, and this is my number one, is that desire is a contract you make with yourself to be unhappy until you get that thing of your desire. And at the core, this is like a very Buddhist philosophy that all suffering is, or desire is all suffering. Like, it's this idea that the gap between um, where we are and our expectations of reality is where all of man's discontent resides. And if you could like close that gap and you didn't have expectations, you didn't have desire, you would be perfectly happy. But you recognize that by saying, I have this desire, I want this thing, I want wealth, I want accolades, I want uh, relationships. Um, you're, you're saying that I currently don't have that thing. Like the signal of desire is the admission that you lack and that's where you have now entered into a contract with yourself that I'm going to be unhappy until I fill that lack or until I just eliminate that desire. Yeah. Reminds me of Buddhism. Or fat man Buddha. Yeah. Kind of same thing. It's very Buddhist. Like, I mean, and then Nepal is like, very stop Buddhist. trying to have all the things and you're going to be happier. I align with a lot of the things in the Buddhist philosophy too. So that one, I, I love it too. I mean, it keeps you focused on the here and now. And I think you just brought up like Eckhart Tolle a few episodes ago, too, oh, yeah. which is all about kind of just focusing on the moment in time. Otherwise, you're either just going to be depressed or anxious or mm-hmm. that's a good book. Happy. The power of now. Mm-hmm. Hey, we threw a book reco. In. There's another book reco within a book reco. <laughs> all right. Number two. What's your number two? My number two. Uh, these are in no order. Are you doing them in order? No, no, okay. no, no. It just happened to be that that was my number one because it's just so good. All right, you're coming in strong. Yeah, well, now they're all going to get suckier. Uh, you won't get rich renting out your time. Mr. Oh, that's so true. It's and true. It's simple, and you don't even really need to define it. It's like, uh, yeah. You get rich by renting out your assets, your multifamily assets to renters. Yeah. That's how. You get rich owning That's how equity. I just made it full circle to make it around multifamily investing. That's so selfish. I always have to make it about us. <laughs> um, no, but I think it's, it's one that's so nicely put that it's like, it's very true. It's very important to realize that. And not everybody wants to be like super rich, right? So if yeah. you want to just uh, work, perfectly fine. I think that's the vast majority of people though. Um, the people that do actually want to get wealthy, if that's, if that's like an important goal, uh, even if you're like an extremely high paid lawyer or uh, some sort of professional that gets paid a lot, it's like there's, it's, there's a cap. There's mm-hmm. a definite cap there. There's only so many hours in the day and there's only one of you. So, and, and if you're in the mid, midstream of your career, you, you're starting to realize that. Like I've yet to meet a doctor or a lawyer or other high paid W2 worker who is like midway through their career, like 30s, 40s, that isn't starting to realize like, holy crap, the, this is, I am trading my time for money. And they're realizing it because they don't have the, the bandwidth to go and spend their time and how the ways that they want with their friends and family and activities. Yeah. And it, it ties into uh, another thing that uh, another tweet of his, it's not on my list, but it's that um, people who live below their means below their financial means have freedom. 
Hey, I didn't hey, take that quote. Hey, get out of here. Is that's, that one of yours? That's oh, one of mine. Get yeah. out of here. Well, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll, tell, I'll share that I'll one in a bit. Get out of here. Okay, well, I might as well just jump ahead. Then. So you can have a salary. Just, I'm just don't, gonna, don't this, max it out. I'm going to jump ahead here. I'm gonna, <laughs> this was my number four on my list in no particular order, again, but since you brought that one up. And that's not on your list, but it is one of mine. So here you so, go, guys. Here's the six. quote. <laughs> people who live below their means enjoy a freedom that people upgrading their lives can't fathom. Mm. Okay, keep going. Um, I don't know. I lost my train. Well, that was the quote that you brought up. Yeah. Well, I mean, like living below your means. So I was going to tie it in and say, hey, if you want to have a job and you don't want to get as rich as possible, just leave a nice, healthy gap. Mm. That's This is from Alex Hormozzi, which is that wealth is not a number. It's a ratio. Yeah. A ratio between your expenses and your income. If you want to be wealthy, like if your income is $100,000, but your expenses are only $10,000 a year, then you, do you have 10 years worth of income. You don't have to work. You could work one year and you have 10 years worth of savings. That's wealth, right? And so it's happiness for a lot of people. And it's happy. Exactly. Dude, some of the the time we were, we gave a presentation at um, St. Thomas and asked the kids uh, who wants financial freedom. They're like, I want financial freedom because everybody wants that, right? That's the question you're supposed to say yes to. Everybody says yes to it. And I was like, okay, well, what's the quickest way to do that? It's like reduce your expenses to zero. At one time in my, my life, I was financially free because I was living in the back of a van and had like zero expenses. Just be a like, monk. Yeah. So there you go. But there's also some of the happiest times in my life because I had some of the fewest worries. There you go. Reduce yeah. Your, simpler. It's a freedom. Yeah. yeah. You don't have things tying you down. As I, as yeah. I think about my life right now and like, oh, I want to go do this thing in this place. I have to go through all the mental hoops of like, okay, well, what about the house? What about the dog? What about this thing? The yeah, other thing? Like, like text all these. a bunch of people and like tell them. Ah, oh, I gotta let people know. <laughs> anyway, okay, what's your next one? Uh, we on me? Yep. yep. All right. Um, you must own equity to gain your financial freedom. Yeah, and I've as already a, alluded to that a lot. As a multifamily investing show, like you guys listening in should understand just why it's so important. Yeah. So and, if this and, is your first episode. Kind of ties into the the uh, the last one about the the salary. Like, yeah. you got to have ownership to really. Get yep. those big bucks. So whether that comes from investing in stocks or bonds or like or starting a business or investing in real estate, which is a business or start tech startups or whatever, like you have to own equity. Like cash flow is great, but equity is what ultimately at the end of the day changes That's the game. The wealth. Yeah. All right. My next one is 99% of all effort is wasted. And I, I agree with this one. Like Sounds about right. In business or in our personal lives, like I waste so much time. The goal, I guess, is to try and figure out how I can make that 1% of time that's not wasted, like as effective as possible. But this is, I think, a good reminder that so much of what we do and what we think is important is not. It's truly not. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that through the lens of like, this isn't moving the needle of your business forward. Like, but in the grand scheme of like life and satisfaction and well and happiness, it's, it's wasted. Like it's not needed. Just let it go. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. Elsa was onto something. Yeah, I think um, Warren Buffett said that the difference between like successful people and really successful people, I can't remember the verbiage exactly, but his point was like the super successful people say no to like pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all they do. Um, no, I like that one. I like that one. Um, trying to decide which one to do first. I'm going to do this one first. Play long-term games with long-term people. How many times do you think we've used that line 
Yeah, you guys we, haven't heard this one. We've used this I'm one so many really, times. Really disappointed <laughs> because this is this is critical when it comes to investing in real estate or entrepreneurship. Period. Like these are games where compounding interest matters over long periods of time. Real estate is the best get rich slowly but surely plan out there, and so you need to be operating on like long time frames. And so if you can't see yourself working with somebody for life, don't work with them for a day. That's another Nabalism. It's a good one. It's a good one. Powerful. What you got? All right. All right. Um, I got two more. Mm. Okay. This is a good one. Inspiration is perishable. Act on it immediately. Mm. Yeah. When you get an idea, like this is the reason I think most ideas go to the graveyard is because you have this great idea, but then you don't move with massive action to get the momentum going. And momentum's so important. Once you get it, you have to keep it. Do whatever is in your power to keep it. But at the beginning, like you just need to get the momentum. And you gotta, you gotta move. It takes up so much energy to get that flywheel going for the first time. But when you have the inspiration, like the desire, the motivation's there, like that's the best time to start put, putting in the work. So don't delay it. Go get to work, do the thing. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like, data more so in like the sales world around like how quickly momentum dies off at least from when someone gets like hyped up about something more so on like the sales side but i think you got like a day before it's like the half-life for most people is like a day i think by the next day you're like half as interested and by two days later it's like it's never gonna happen so tying so. this full circle you know every week at invictus we bring the team together on fridays to do an opportunity meeting and the idea behind this is that we spend so much time solving for the problems in our life and putting out fires, but not enough time getting our, our team and ourselves thinking about, well, what are the opportunities in front of us that we should be running towards? And so the opportunity meeting is everybody comes together with three opportunities that they see for the business or for themselves, their department, whatever. And what I find happening a lot of times is we'll have these, op- these great opportunities, we'll have some motivation, but then we won't put it into motion right away. And then the next thing you know, nothing happens with that opportunity until like a full quarter goes by. And then we review the opportunities from that last quarter. And we're like, oh, yeah, what about that one? So the, the things that end we up getting done. Pile. They, we get a big pile. But the, the things that end up getting done are the ones that we look at. We're like, that's a good opportunity. We're going to start working on it right now. So. Yeah. It's a good process to kind of brain dump because they're not all good. No, I mean, a lot of them suck. Some, <laughs> a lot of them are really bad. No, no offense to the team or to ourselves, but like a lot of our ideas really suck. Yeah, there's probably a handful of jokes in there. But yeah. um, anyways, yeah, it's it's a good uh, filtering mechanism, I think, because otherwise that stuff just falls off off the radar completely. Are you on me or you? We're on you. Me. Round it out. Your last, your one. last one. Oof. All right, here we go. Ties into the last one I just did, which was play long-term games with long-term people. Uh, this one is uh, long-term players make each other rich. Oh, that's an interesting. I have not heard that one. Long-term it's players true. make each other rich. It's and I've seen this, and this one really kind of resonated because I've watched this in uh, uh, the circles that we run, and we invest locally uh, where we live, and so we're able to create really good relationships with all of the, the players, whether it be agents or sellers uh, or owners who are selling. And um, I've seen this. The, uh, the 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 guys who have been in the business in a while, uh, they all transact with one another. Yeah. It's not really a competitive uh, type of uh, dynamic at all. It's very much like everyone kind of helping each other out, sharing resources. Um, so it's it works if executed well. If everyone's on the same page about it, so it's, it's, it's cool seeing that in real life. It's the 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 rising tide lifts all boats. But the 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 way that this works out in my mind is in a local network of of individuals. It's not like we're rising the tide in the ocean. We're like in this tiny harbor. And when one person's 
tide gets lifted. Like everybody else who's also in that person's like proximity, who's also in that harbor with them, mm -hmm. their boat also gets lifted. Yeah. So it's like you want to be in their harbor. Yeah, and it's very true with real estate, right? I mean, if the building down the uh, down the block stinks, it's going to negatively impact you. I mean, no one's going to want to rent, even if your building's great. It's still down the street from the one that stinks, like maybe. Literally, it's smells like a smelly like building. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, are you talking about smelly buildings? Maybe I am. Maybe they smelly don't have smelly uh, buildings. They got a lot of smelly trash buildings. or something. I don't know. Why but are you so smelly? Exactly. That would suck <laughs> for the guy down the street. It had nothing to do with it. So, uh, but yeah, it's it it it, it all comes together. Smelly I thought that was a good way to kind of button things up because the long term games, the long term people, is such like a, a fundamental philosophy mm -hmm. for us and this is kind of like one of the many reasons why that is um those long-term players all help each other out they're not competitive they're not trying to um you know hurt one another it's all kind of like one big team mm -hmm. so. i like that one all right here it is guys and gals our number 10 very last one this has got to be the worst this I'm is a, this is a good one this was one of my favorite <laughs> ones actually um i think this is such an important one to remember the greatest superpower is the ability to change yourself. Mm. And I do believe this at its core. Like what makes humans so cool is that we're change machines. We're born, we're useless. Like, no offense, Dan, but your daughter, she's going on what? A year, a couple months, still pretty useless in the grand scheme. She can, I've seen her sleep she's a little really bit. She's really good at wiping. Yeah. She loves to wipe. She's a good dancer. So she's doing but, a hell of a lot more than I was at her age. But she can't do very much. But like, she can make you laugh. as she gets older, she's going to become more and more competent and more capable. She's going to be doing rent collections for us. Pretty soon, she's going to be putting, we're going to put months. her to work. Give me three months. And you, and you look at kids and you're like, you expect them to change and to grow. Um, but there becomes this point in our lives, a lot of times where I think a lot of people stop thinking that they can change yeah. and they become fixed in who they are. And this is just a reminder, like where, regardless of where you are in your life, how old you are, how established you are in your career or whatever, like you can still change yourself. You have the ability to like rewrite your software. It's insane. Yeah. I, I had an epiphany uh, with that concept, like somewhere in the corporate career. I don't know exactly where it was, but at some point it kind of clicked that I actually could do things other than what I was doing um, and realized I was like, oh, I could just sort of be whatever the heck I want to be. Mm -hmm. Like it is, there's like a ton of options. It was weird that I got into like my twenties and didn't realize that. Um, and some people don't realize until they're much ever. older, but some people don't ever get yeah, it. Most literally, people don't. You can make yourself be whatever you want to be. Um, good example of that is somebody who has brain damage, right? Yeah. Like that's how big of a impact the, the mindset is on things like someone damages their brain. They are a completely different person sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, but then they can relearn it. They can rebuild in a lot of cases. Right. And so whatever you're, wherever you have limiting beliefs around yourself and who you are as a person, I would just audit that and challenge it. Whenever you're like, I'm not a math guy or I can't learn languages. I heard this at the other day at the jujitsu gym. The guy is like, Oh, I just can't learn languages. And I was like, limiting belief. You can learn languages. You just haven't figured out how to Did yet. You go Tony you Robbins on it. I went Tony Robbins on this guy, and then he leg locked me, and I'm like, ah, oh, son of a bit. <laughs> say yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's the thing is like, don't give don't know, life advice I. to people at a jujitsu gym, otherwise you get your butt kicked. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's tough. Sometimes it's so tempting to give unrequested <laughs> advice. I have the constant urge. Hey, sir, can I make your life better? Can I tell you how you're doing it all wrong? 
I was just, um, I walk around all day thinking that and I have to just bite my tongue. Well, I appreciate our listeners it. giving us the opportunity to <laughs> like tune in and let us spew our advice and our perspectives on them. I, I hope it brought you some value today. Again, like this is a new format, a new episode. It doesn't have a lot to do with real estate, but you can see like where there are some tie-ins. Uh, uh, for, like, we'll tie it in. We'll tie it in. Like it, there's going to be a lot of tie-ins to real estate and entrepreneurship, but not specifically like here's how you go buy a building necessarily but we hopefully can't not bring up real estate no, that's like, our, it's, it's, our it's always there it's a pants that we wear yeah so hopefully you got some value if you did let us know about it uh leave a comment leave a review tell us hey this was really cool i really enjoyed this or hey this really sucked you guys should do better mm. um, either way we appreciate the feedback and we'll see you guys in the next episode Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.